I know things you never see. You never see someone taking a shit while running at full speed. Come on, kid, get rid of some of them turds in the shit box. Welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast with me, Rab himself. But, 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 but. Boring back wall, you should paint this. <laughs> God, that's a really boring back wall. Uh, that's going to be my comments on all the videos. <laughs> Listen, what you just said, boring story, but not nearly as boring as this white... Subject matter was fantastic. <laughs> Love the podcast. Josh Florhog's a comedy god. Wall, B+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you're really giving me a great score, though. I was thinking much lower. Is <laughs> it an F-, minus? because uh, those are the... Those are the uh, those are the pictures that came in the frame. Oh, you can tell. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've also been to a Pier 1. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Bathroom Break Podcast. I'm Rab himself and my guest is Josh Florhog, comedian, connoisseur of comedy. The guy's hilarious. If you didn't just hear, he made an off-the-cuff joke about those pictures looking like, hey, they must be the pictures that came in the frame. He was right. He was right. And you guys just hung him up like that. <laughs> yep. You know, that's how we do it. You guys are like, yeah, we got married. We have memories, but how about a flower pot? <laughs> Remember that day with that wagon wheel? Mmm. <laughs> yeah. It was great. You can tell your family does nothing fun. Yes. <laughs> nothing says we live an exciting married life like hanging up stock photos. <laughs> Hey, take a look at that door. Yeah, that door. You know that door. We've been there. <laughs> God damn it. Yep. We're just, uh, you know, interior decorators uh, at our hearts. and uh, that's... This is way more decorated than my place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what we do. But it's boring. It's, it's boring. It's our life, but it's boring. <laughs> it is. This is what getting old is. It's just pictures of flower pots and bird houses. The God older damn. I get, the more into it I am, too. I know. <laughs> I'm into decks. Yes. I'm like, this is a nice deck. <laughs> this is a really nice deck. Did you, did you just stain it now, or, or do, you, do you stain it once a year, or how does that work? Oh, I remember mm. being 20 and people are like, I, I, might, I might make it burgundy. And I'm like, fuck these guys. And now they're like, I might make it burgundy. And I'm like, ooh. Ooh. It really yeah. matches. That really does. <laughs> it does. It, it really just kind of pulls the whole house together. Makes it warm. <laughs> it's a nice, cozy feel. <laughs> yeah, that's the life we live. In. And, and when you're in college, it's like, hey, look at the tits on that one. Yeah. Hang that up. <laughs> Let's put tit pictures everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I like tits. In case you didn't know, tits and cars. <laughs> cars are cool too. You know how you get those tits by having a cool car. That is. That's <laughs> how you get tits. Seriously, I mean, that's how you do it. Yep. I drive a <laughs> Nissan Altima. My girlfriend has inverted breasts. <laughs> but I got a muscle car, 1969 <laughs> Chevelle. Big old titties. Tits are huge. <laughs> I don't know if they're real, but hey. Hey. They're good. <laughs> 
They're big. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. We were talking about the holiday festivities and uh, the fact that you were a male cheerleader in high school and you were doing backflips on Christmas. I did a backflip on Christmas into my mom's pool. Yes. It was impressive. Still upsetting. My- yeah, because if you guys, you can see on the camera, I'm... I'm five foot eight, two sixteen. You know, in shape. <laughs> Just you know, a beast. Really. Also, if you were wondering, so was Mike Tyson in his prime. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the size of Iron Mike. Uh huh. We both have a lisp. <laughs> so you're saying you're Iron Mike reincarnated? I'm basically. saying top physical shape you could be in as a human. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than this. I did a backflip into my mom's apartment pool. <laughs> yeah, I had to get a, a, a side angle wide shot to just show the real... How fat and white I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking how great shape you were, but yes. Nothing about me says he can backflip into a pool. <laughs> in the daytime, he's allowed outside without his shirt. Good. Good. But hey, I saw it. There's proof. There is proof. I you... sent to everybody for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the drive home while Morgan was driving, I'm like, I'm going to text everybody on my phone, Merry Christmas with this backflip photo. <laughs> she just went, all right. Mm, fine. Go for it. Yep. But I love because you, you gave it to me for Christmas and everyone else as well. And that was the gift. Like, you're welcome. That was the gift. I can do this. Hey, you guys. Look, 32, <laughs> still got it. <laughs> My cheer coach was proud. Yeah. Uh-huh. So so a cheerleader in high school. Yeah. I I mean, of course, whenever I think male cheerleader, I think of like Will Ferrell doing that skit, yeah, you know, on yep. SNL. The Spartans is about the same. <laughs> just just right about that. I wasn't it. even good at it. Just a page out of your life, really. Yeah. <laughs> you think your parents aren't proud of you when you ride the bench. Try <laughs> cheering for a team that's losing and not even being good at cheering for the losing team. <laughs> My mom came to very few games. Yeah, I would imagine. My she, dad left way yeah. before that. He was embarrassed. He knew it was coming. Yeah. He was like, oh, this is what he's going to grow up to be. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I see the future here, and uh, I fold. Yeah. He's like, well, it's not my kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. And, and yeah, your, your mom probably came to one, saw what she needed to see. Yep, and, she's uh, like, oh. Well, I could spend my time doing anything else. (laughs) And she did. She did. She just sat at home watching HGTV. Uh And it was much more worthwhile. She's like, I come to your game, but House Hunters is on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. straight hour. And I want to see if these people get the house. (laughs) I was like, I get it. Yeah, I can't argue with that. (laughs) I, uh... So how the hell did you become a male cheerleader? Uh, my English teacher talked me into it. I was always, I've always been like a silly guy mm-hmm. and I was just having fun in English class and she was the cheer coach and, um, they got a mascot costume. They bought this big expensive mascot outfit. So she wanted me to do that, Yeah. but I had to join the tier, cheer team cause they had a co-ed like stunt where you like throw the girls and stuff. Yeah. So they needed all the guys they could get. So they enticed me with the mascot outfit but I had to do the actual cheering as well. Okay, and what was the mascot? We were the Dysart Demons. Ooh. So think like uh, <laughs> Casper the Friendly Ghost, like the ghost with the diaper, but a de- like a devil with the diaper. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. I went yeah. to nationals two years in a row. Oh, there. You- so, so you were good at this. Yeah, 
because I didn't have any rhythm, so it was silly how I was dancing. I thought I was crushing it. In my head, I'm like, <laughs> like, like Michael Jackson songs, I was like, I probably look like MJ right now. <laughs> Nervous, just laughing. And I'm like, I am crushing this moonwalk. Yeah. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> hey, well, you believed in yourself. I did. That's all in my head. Matters. Like, in the costume, I'm like, doing it. <laughs> and this live, is they're it. like, this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Man, so nationals, national competition. Yeah, they shut down Disneyland for three days for it. It was cool. Whoa. Yeah, and because yeah. it was, we went with the school, I was the only guy who qualified for nationals, so I got my own hotel room in the Disneyland Because <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't have a sleep together. Yeah. I mean, it later turned into, like, one or two of the girls would sleep in my room with me, but, like... Yeah. According to like how it was laid out and explained to the parents. Oh, okay. Wait, one or two would sleep in your room yeah. and just like just sleep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> as much as I want to like on this be like crushing, I know someone will listen to it. Yeah. We had a I had a conjoining room with my coach, <laughs> and I know one of the girls came in and she was like she was like oh this girl slept in bed with Josh. She goes like anything happened. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, my reputation. I was like, something could have happened. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, no, it didn't. And I'm like, no, it didn't. You're right. You're right. It didn't. A lot of first base. Uh huh. A lot of of, of closed mouth kisses. Good (laughs) night. All right. Good night. Yep. (laughs) That's awesome. So, okay. So. Uh, and where did you go to high school? You were you were in Minnesota, or? Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. Wait. Okay. I'm okay. from Minneapolis. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but when my parents got divorced when I was 12, my mom moved us to Phoenix. Okay. Cool. And then I moved back to University Minneapolis. of Phoenix. Correct? University of okay, Phoenix, the it. college campus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I moved back to Minneapolis when the economy crashed when I finished college. Okay. Yeah. So when the economy crashed, oh, Minneapolis was just booming. It was still doing okay. The Midwest is always, as you know, still doing okay. Yeah. No one spends money and everybody's responsible. Okay. Yeah. So they're smart. Yeah. They're not idiots. Yeah. I can't claim to be that. I've lived on the coast on either side of my life and uh, complete idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> now right. I live here and I'm just throwing money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just wasting it. Yeah. Regularly. Uh huh. Yeah. So okay. So then back to Minneapolis, and that's where you got started in comedy. Yeah, back to Minneapolis. Comedy was always just kind of. I loved comedy. I always watched it as a kid. Uh, my uncle's a very famous comedian. My uncle's Louis Anderson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally knew that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my uncle's a very famous comedian, and um, I've always watched comedy as a kid. Yeah. Growing up with my parents being divorced, we always, like, my mom always made, like, she'd order pizza on Friday nights, and we'd watch Comedy Central Presents. It was, like, a big thing in our house. That sounds fun, dude. So that was awesome. Yeah. And then I always wanted to do it when I was 25, 26. I signed up for a contest. I'd never done comedy before, and I won that contest. Wow. As like a bucket list thing. I was like, I want to do comedy. And I sent it for comedy. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. And so many comedians are like, go oh, F yourself now, pal. I've been doing this for so yeah. long. You sign right up and win the contest. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, you know what? It sounds like Ellen. Because what, remember Ellen talked about her story where she won this contest of being the funniest person in America. And then she's like, but I had 10 minutes of yeah. material. Yeah, I saw that on her newest special. Yeah. And her old special, she talked about it too a little yeah. bit. But yeah. But is that kind of like where you, so you probably didn't have a whole lot of material no i had that five minutes and that was it <laughs> where you're like and but I it was, that was four and a half i don't think i made it the full five i think i got the light yeah like, yeah the 30 second light and i was like nope i'm done yeah i'm not i don't have any more i'm, I'm out of here yep this is this is it and in my head i was like can you push for 30 seconds <laughs> nope <laughs> all right and i'm gone yeah <laughs> so okay and you won that contest and then i was like i'm gonna do comedy every day so i went to one or two open mics every day for 
months and for two years, but I did it for a couple months. And then I got to open for one of my local buddies and I opened for him in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Still have not told my uncle I did comedy. So yeah, kind right. Of, yeah. Cause you know, he's my great uncle. So it'd be bothersome. He has a lot of nieces and nephews. Yeah. I didn't want to bother him. I assumed other people were doing what I was doing. Right. And I, and, and I mean, I think like, cause Louis Anderson is, is, is your uncle and he's had an, an incredible career that has stretched over, I don't know what, four 40 decades. years. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I imagine throughout the family or throughout the friends, people are going, Hey Louie, can you help this person? And can you help that person? And I imagine over the years, it's like, all right, God, you know? And, yeah. and so, and, and I, I mean, you probably read that of like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing. And it's also a big shadow to be in. I, I love talking to people that are family members of people that are gina- like ginormous yeah. stars um, because it's like, all right, well, I'm a long lost son of Jimi Hendrix and I happen to play guitar. It's like, get out of here, kid. It's like, go yeah. to hell. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, I mean, there's a big shadow and I, I bet you it was like, let me just do my thing and see what it is. Yeah. I mean, is that like, yeah, that's what I did. I told no one I was related to him. I, my last name's floor hog. So it's not Anderson. Yeah. And I just did comedy. I opened for a buddy and then that booker was booking Louie and he had no money to pay the opener and just saw an opener he liked who was very new. So he approached <laughs> me and he's like, do you want to work for Louie Anderson for zero dollars? Uh. And that was like, absolutely. And that's was like, awesome. Perfect. And then what? I called my mom and I was like, hey, can I get Louie's number? And she's like, I don't have it. Grandma has it. So I called my grandma and I was like, hey, can I get Louie's number? And she's like, all right. And I called Louie, who I've met five times at this point. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, uh, you're doing a show on the cross. And he's like, yeah, do you want tickets? Because it's what the call is always for. Yeah. And I was like, no, do you know who's opening for you? He's like, I have no idea. The guy's setting it up. And I go, I'm opening for you. And he goes, so how did that happen? Because <laughs> he figures I talked my way into it. Yeah. And I was like, I've been doing comedy for four months. I told no one else related to you. The guy doesn't know we're related. So, I mean, you can keep it like that if you want. But I'm opening for you. And he's like, oh, you must be pretty funny. Okay. And then I we get to the show. He's talking to me. And I'm like, hey, will you watch my set? And he's like, absolutely not. <laughs> and I was like, why? And he's like, I mentor comics. It's a thing I do. He's like, yeah, I just don't think you're ready for the criticism I give. And I'd like you to yeah. just be new. Just be new and learn. And I was like, no, watch me. This is this is how I want to learn. I want to learn as hard as possible. Yeah. And he was like, all right. And I went on and did my set. And then I brought the other guy up. And he was sitting behind the curtain in a theater with a notebook. And he threw the notebook at me. And I grabbed it. And I was like, what's Louis in it? Did. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what's in it? And I was like, flipping through the pages. There's nothing. And he goes, nothing. You're great. Slow down. Oh, wow. And I was like, what? Really? And he's like, yeah. And that's kind of how our relationship started. I've been opening Dude. for him for the last three years. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So how did you feel that you did like on that set? Did you feel like, oh, I, I crushed it? Yeah, I felt okay. like, oh, I crushed it. I, I talked too fast. I had that pr- I've had that problem for up until a year ago. Okay. And he's always giving me shit about that. He just is like, slow down. Slow down. He's slowed out, and then sometimes he'll be, like, really mean about it. He'll be like, do you want the crowd to think you're on drugs? <laughs> I was like, well, why would they think I'm on drugs? He goes, how fast you're talking. Yeah, because it seems like cocaine is yeah. in the mix. Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, I don't know. They're an older crowd. They probably just think you're on drugs. Oh, man. And just enough shaming just me. Digging right yeah. in there, yeah. Just enough shaming me. Well, just, like, really great criticism from a great comic, and then, like, I slowed down. And that's how I've gotten better. 
Yeah. And it's hard to work as crowds because he has such a loyal fan base. And some of this fan base, especially in Minnesota where we're from, they're not necessarily giant comedy fans. Right. They're Louie fans. Right, right, right. So, like, I'm winning over people who have no desire to see me whatsoever. Yeah. They are like, this guy's on. Where's Louie? Right. I mean, a lot of times when you go to see your favorite band, they're yeah. like, hey, get this opening band out yeah, of here. Yeah, and it's just like, all right. And that's how I learned is like to do these like, people are like, oh, it must be great to do big shows. And I'm like, yeah, it's 400 people who have no desire to hear anything I have to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's hard, man. Yeah. And it's that's like rough. always like a conservative crowd. And I I placate on like being a cheer, being a straight cheerleader and things like that. So like people thinking I'm gay, but not being gay. And for an older crowd, they're like, nah, this guy's queer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this guy's definitely a queer. Yeah. They're like, you can say it all you want, buddy. That yeah. girlfriend's a beard. <laughs> <laughs> you can't convince yourself of something we already know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm just, I'm just everybody's son that they hate. Oh, I'm still God. trying to win them. <laughs> I did a show with him in Vegas at the, um, South Point, and this girl came up to me with her boyfriend and gave me a big hug and kissed me. And she goes, "They didn't like you as funny as you were." <laughs> oh, man. I didn't think I did that bad. <laughs> She's but like, like for her to be like, "You were great." Fuck them. And I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> and this guy needs a hug. Yeah, yeah. It went that bad to you. She's like, "Hold on, Sean. I gotta go give him a hug. He needs a fucking yeah, hug." Yeah, we liked him. He yeah. should know somebody here liked him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. So, I just said the f word, yes. and I was thinking to myself, "Do you work clean a lot of the time?" I mean, like, um, I work clean for the most part. I can work clean. I can yeah. also work dirty. Okay, I can do both. But when you're opening for Louis, when I work, Louis expects clean. Yeah, so he's okay. let me get away with a lot more now. Like I, I do some jokes that touch on the topic of sex and things like that. Like I'm not like, I'm not like I was getting it in, blah blah blah. Yeah. But I'm like, I like mention sex because I'm, I'm a fiance and like we have sex sometimes. Oh, so I talk about really it. Yeah, when you're engaged, <laughs> if you remember back. Then, yeah, yeah, like, that, that, you that, have that. sex a couple times and then you get married and it stops. Yeah, yeah, then that's over. <laughs> yeah. But, but um. Yes. Yeah, so, so, and, and it's funny, too, because like you're not trying to say it like you're a cool guy. It's more like, here's the awkwardness of what this is. Yeah, I, I'm very... Like, you've watched my comedy. It's yeah. very, very stumbly, awkward guy. Yeah. Because I am that guy. Yeah. I'm very fidgety so, and very yeah. anxious. And be yourself, and that's what yeah, works I'm the best. Yeah, I'm not crushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really could have fooled me. Yeah, my yeah. girlfriend looks like a person who would date me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is my favorite yeah. bit I'm doing right now. Because the crowd's just like, the crowd most of the time goes, aw. Yeah, yeah. And I go, that's where you put that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's good. I mean, I, I have. I've, I've, seen, uh, I've seen, you know, clips of, of your stuff, and I don't think I have got... I've gotten to see you live you're yet. You're not your bad friend, but yeah, terrible friend. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just outing myself right now on on the podcast to let everybody know I'm a horrible friend. Yep. If, and... uh, if you ever want uh, your friend Chris to watch you, just send him a video. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You invite him to the show. He won't come. Yeah, he's not gonna. And even the video I didn't watch for a minute, and I remember you That's going fantastic. What the hell? Yeah, we and... hung out again. Yeah. And then you're like, resend it to me. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> but I have to admit, it was hilarious and. And, and I and I love your style and um, and I I was hoping to make it to that Laugh Factory show yeah and I ended up having to be stuck on set and, yeah that, um, that's okay but like but I want to make it to to one of the shows and mm -hmm. and you've been doing a bunch at the, at the Laugh Factory yeah 
yeah. luckily they've been super great to me, which is so fantastic to you, have a club that renowned like take yeah. me in when I mean, I, I've been on TV once and it wasn't anything big. Yeah. Because they are like every show I'm on is just killers. And then like I, I'm keeping up, but it's like the, this crowd doesn't know who I am. My name right. on the billboard isn't selling tickets. Right. Yeah, and I mean, but it's incredible. I mean, you were, you were there with like David Spade and Dane Cook, and like you know. Yeah, that was one show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one show was David Spade, Dane Cook, me, and then Godfrey, <laughs> and it's just Man. like all these legends. <laughs> and then in the middle, it's me. Yeah, and, and Dane went after me. He watched my set, and then he said, "Nice set." He really liked it. And then me and him chatted for like an hour after that, which is huge for me because I'm in that age group where I my first comedy album was Dane. Cook's Armful of Swallowed. Oh, damn. So it's one of those things where it's like, wow, this guy was one of the influences of me, is now talking to me, and the first thing he said, he goes, hey, man, don't get weird. He's like, we're peers. We're we're two guys on the same show. Yeah. And that's it's awesome. Like, wow, that's where I'm at now. Yeah, that it's, feels pretty cool. That's yeah. gotta be cool. I mean, you've been doing it for a little while now. Like you said... Doing about six years, yeah. Okay, yeah. Because you were saying at four months in, you won the contest, and then it's like... But you were in Minnesota at the time. Yeah. And then, and then when did you come out to L.A.? I came out to L.A. at the end of April. So I've been out here about eight months. Oh, you recently came Yeah, out. I'm very... Okay. When I met you, it had been like one of the first couple shows that I went to. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me that now, and... and uh, and it, it's just crazy, but like, you know, it's working out. And, and the thing is like, you have it. So it's like, of course you're like, okay, you, you have a connection to someone who, who, uh, has done really well and, you know, is a legend, yeah. but you also have it. You're also hilarious and you also have, you have the chops and you've done the work and, and you keep doing that. And so it's like, and that, that yeah. is a big part of it. And that's the thing that like a lot of people, I think in comedy and that was that didn't get it. And I had a lot of people early in my career who are like, why aren't you using this Louis connection Right. enough? And I was like, two, three years of comedy. I'm like, no, I'm not going to use it yet. I'm, it's, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And everybody's like, you're ready. And I'm like, no, because you only get the Louis shot for him to call a club for you one time. They right. don't care who he is. He can make one call to one club and they will put you on that week. And it's all about how you do. And right. I waited and waited, and now that I'm six years in, now I'm making that call, and I'm ready for that call. Right. Every club he's gotten me into, I've gotten booked back. Yeah. And that that's the whole thing. If I would have used it early when a lot of my friends were telling me to use it, Louis would have got yelled at. Not yelled at, but they would have been like, hey, well, is, is hey, it... it's cool that you're doing that for your nephew, but uh, never again. Right. And... And, and that would hurt Louis. That would, not his feelings, but his reputation. And that's yeah, the yeah. only thing I care about is like, I want to be the product of a guy with that credit that he's sending. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You don't want his stock to go down and, 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 and it won't in terms of like, I mean, he's legendary and will always be, but, yeah, his stock. but, but I mean stock in terms of recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of like, Hey, now I do have another great guy and they go, well, the last guy you sent over, you yeah. know, <laughs> really? How great is he? Your nephew ate shit. Yeah. Yeah. Five shows. <laughs> right. And, then, and yeah, yeah. And so. that's, that's the whole thing is, is I want, I mean, it, it's the ego of it all, but I don't only want to do well. I want the club to be like, thank you. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, that is the ego of it all. It's like, I want to do so great that they thank Louie for sending a great comic. Yeah. 
And they're just psyched on that. And and dude, and that says a lot for for how much you love and respect the craft of, oh, yeah. of working at it to that point and recognizing, hey, don't reach out for that yet until you feel ready and and you know, and and you I mean, and I think you are now cuz like like the stuff that I've seen, I didn't see the coming up part, but I see where you're at now and it's tight, it's solid and it's funny and it's and you craft jokes well. Thank and you. So so it just is kind of like yeah, this is obviously this guy should be on that. Yeah, you know, and uh, I mean, I knew that right away when I met you. It was like, oh, he's funny, he's hell, and like, and then, and then. Yeah, because you met me in like the perfect situation because you were kind of lurking around because you were on Darkest Hour, which is our friend Josh Denny's. Yeah, and me and Josh go back so far that when I show up, we start busting balls, right, and ripping on each other. And you, who I knew from TV loosely, like I was like, is that Chris Rab? And then you're just kind of lurking around, laughing at me and Josh Denny. Yeah, yeah, just nonstop. Stop ripping each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was funny because you you're ripping on him like oh the host of ginormous foods and yeah. I was like whoa who is this guy and then and then he's like you look like you're like you know some nephew of Louis Anderson yeah. and I was like he kind of does he look has like... me programmed in his yeah, phone yeah. as Josh Basket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I when I first heard it I was like oh maybe he could be like yeah. his nephew or something <laughs> and then it's like. Oh, you really are. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then it was like, oh, and then you're a comedian because I didn't know that where we were standing at that point. Yeah, because I, I wasn't on yet. the show. I just yeah. knew you were funny, and I knew you were ripping him apart, and I thought that was hilarious because he's a buddy of mine. He was on the fir- very first episode of this podcast. I can't believe it's still around. Yeah, yeah. I, me either. <laughs> well, we're only three episodes in, but Good. you know. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean it's uh, it's just funny. And then meeting you then, and then that night I went up and did the first and only time I've ever gone up on stage and told a story you need to do that again i know because it was it was great and the story was really funny (laughs) well thanks man yeah i've told people like the the other part of the story because like i grew up in that era so i have friends who have seen cky and have seen the running at shitting at full speed yeah and i'm like you know what happened the rest of that night (laughs) dude uh, yeah it was like i mean i that's when i was because when josh was he he you know, kind of challenged me to go do it. Cause I, I had said for maybe a couple of years, like, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to give that a shot. Like sometime, like just to go up and maybe tell some stories. And, and he was like on the podcast, he's like, you got to do it. So that like gave, put the pressure on to do it. And I'm trying to think of stories and there's, there's so many different stories and, yeah. and I'd love to try more up there. You should try to get on his show when it comes back. Yeah. Cause darkest hour is coming back. And he told me, cause he's going to have me on as well. Oh sweet! That'd be dude. That would be awesome. We should to be, be on together. Yeah. yeah, I'll uh, I'll go before you because <laughs> I don't want to have to follow that. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> I'll, uh, let me jump in there before you uh, before you steal the That's whole. That's good because I have a ton of bits about jumping into bushes and pooping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice man. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was it was fun and uh, and like scary a bit, and then you know like but. Um, I got, you know, of course you get the notes from people on your YouTube things. I put the uh, video up on there and they're like, I oh, has no comedic timing. And they, you know, that's what it's they were saying. first say- time on stage. Yeah. And then, so that's what I was saying. I'm like, it's the very first time I ever tried. Yeah. It. Um, I have, and I felt, you know, probably, um, with it, like similar to what your uncle had said to you for all this time. I really felt like, yeah, I need to slow down, mm-hmm. breathe a little bit 
feel the room like that. But when you, the very first time you're going up, I mean, I, I've been on stage throughout my life on a ton of you know yeah. things from the CKY shows and from like, you know, live jackass shows and stunt shows and those things. But I've never been up there just by myself trying to make people laugh. That's and, what it is. That's, that's the hard. scary part about it. Like yeah. I have musician friends who are like, I could never do it because you can hide behind a guitar and a right. band. But right. when you're up there, yeah. that's it. Yeah. It, like like CKY no show. Yeah. yeah, CKY show, I'll come out, what's going on? How's everybody doing? You know, to get get a chant going for the band and then as the band comes out, I jump off of the balcony into the crowd and that stuff. And that was like easy because you had that. Yeah. And but then yeah, no, I've got to stand up here and basically be naked for the next you oh, know, yeah. Yeah. 10, 15 minutes in the beginning and then some, you know, obviously I don't know how long your set is now, but it just gets more and more and more and, and that's just crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's it, hard. Every jump is harder too, because like when you start out like hosting and and doing these showcases, you're like ten to fifteen minutes, and then once you start middling at a club, you're like a half hour. So now yeah. you're doubling that, and then headlining is forty five to an hour. So you're doubling that as well. <laughs> Man, and yeah, that seems crazy to it, be up there it, for an hour. It like, is, and and trying and making sure you're laugh, making people laugh the whole the, hour. yeah the whole time. That's insane. But yeah, I mean, and, and so when I did it, I tried it and it was like that. Yeah. Like I felt that feeling like I, I didn't know that it felt like it did like got up there and then there's this bright light, like, and I'm like, Ugh, I can't really see anything. And like, you know, it's like, orients you, yeah. and you can see the first five people and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, then you're up there alone and you're the one that's supposed to make everybody laugh out of thin air. Like it's just quiet. And then you've got to create laughter. You are setting the mood. <laughs> saying it out loud is the most horrifying thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. But it's the most magical, fun thing. To yeah, yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. And I think because like I like we were saying before the show, I hear you dogging on Josh and then he's ripping on you and that's funny. And I'm like, OK. And then I go up and, I, and after I did it, I came down and then saw you and Nick Romero, another mm -hmm. comedian. And, uh, and you guys were just so encouraging and, uh, and, and it was cool. It was, it was like a rush. Like I'm sitting there like, man, that felt awesome. You There's know, like, no yeah. better high in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I've gotten high off a lot of things <laughs> and it was cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. We, we all have. And like that, I think that's, that's a thing with comedy and like the addiction of it all is like trying to chase the stage and you can't chase the stage. Oh yeah. <laughs> Drink your face off or yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah can't chase the stage yeah a great a great set is the greatest feeling in the whole world yeah, yeah. And, and that's and that's it like i i uh i i felt that coming off like oh i could see how you would be addicted to this and want to do this every every single night but like multiple times a night yeah like i could see how it would be like that my first year and a half was like one to two stages a night yeah. And they wouldn't all go great, but I'd just bounce to the next one. I'd, yeah. I'd, you know, I'd have my notebook and I'd be like, all right, that didn't work. That didn't work. This will work. And it's like putting together the math pieces and wow. creating yeah. this puzzle and you're building your set and you're like, oh, this is working. And you can, especially when you first start out and you're doing all these sets, you feel yourself grow. So yeah. it's like, that's, that's the thrill. It's like, oh, I'm becoming this. I'm, I'm creating a character wow. and the character's yourself. And you're like, people like me and. 
man yeah and that's cool, cool. Yeah. when you said that it reminded me of that uh seinfeld like the, i think his newest special or one of his newest oh were, uh, jerry before seinfeld yeah, yeah i think so and he had like all those bits laid out on the road yeah yeah that was like and he's like here's hundreds of hours yeah. man it's just insane how much goes into it and you're just writing and and so like as far as like constructing the joke um you kind of what you like my my question would be like how do you know when you ha say you have something that's hilarious and you mm -hmm. know it's good but you get but you bomb cuz you don't you don't deliver it right that night and then the crowd didn't take to it but it's a good bit how do you know not to throw that out cuz it didn't do well but to know there's something there and I got to keep kind of mining that because, you know, I, I, maybe I didn't deliver it correctly. Maybe this and that, like how that's such a, what I do is process. I record all my sets on my phone and then I go back and listen to it and, and things like that where it's like, Oh, I told it this way and it got a lot of laughs and then I tweaked it just slightly and it got nothing. So I got to go back to how it was okay. and I got to cut these two things out, you know, cut the fat out of it. Okay. And then go into it or like basically just change the whole bit entirely because you're like, this premise is great, but let's find different angles. Basically, um, remember when you were a kid and in English class, you'd make the, the web for writing? Yeah. And you'd be like, the paragraph is going to be about cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, red cars. Yeah. Fast cars. I do that with jokes. Oh, I create okay. a web. I'm like, I'm like, you know, like sleeping in a bed with my girlfriend and i'm like she sleeps with her knee up she's the big spoon this she yeah, farts yeah, in her sleep and yeah, I'm yeah like all right which one of these bullet points in the big picture is working where can we cut out and things like that oh wow that's yeah. yeah that's really cool to hear that process yeah it's it's a thing i use and it's what works for me all right well i'm yeah. gonna take it steal it and go and then you should, all of a sudden it's from louie <laughs> i was like louie's now my uncle louie is weird. now your uncle <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how that works. He sends his love, by the way. Yes. This <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, so um, so that's uh, that, that's just really uh, really cool, man, to hear that process of it. So so what do you uh, right now? Like, what shows do you have coming up? What shows? I'm at the Balboa Theater, January nineteenth, mm -hmm. with Louis. Okay. Thirteen hundred person theater in San Diego. Is that already sold out? That's when January nineteenth. Yeah, I don't know if it is. Okay. Why are you gonna drive San Diego? Uh, pff, maybe, dude. I'm thinking about it. I can, be... get, I can get you and your wife a comp. You could. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. We'll talk about we'll that. We'll talk after. about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. That's that's no problem. Yeah, that'll Louis, be fun. Louis would love me. Yeah. Um, and then I'm in the semifinals, the Super Bowl. Oh. At Flappers Comedy Club, I did their first round of their show. Oh, nice. And that was pretty cool. I won that, so I won 101 dollars. Oh, yeah. I'm I rich. hope you didn't spend it all. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> well, that's it. I'm retiring. And then I can't think of I have other stuff. So, too. Flappers, explain that. What is that? Like, so there's like a contest that you kind of keep. Yeah, yeah. Basically, every week they have a contest for like the duration of a couple of months. And then the first two places move on yeah. every week. And then they have a semifinals. They have a couple different semifinals throughout that six months, and then those people move on to the finals. Okay, and where are you at in the the semifinals? Semifinals. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And uh, and so it's who is involved? Like, is it like, is it is there like 
other comedians that we know, or is, or is it people that are kind of competing to get get known? Yeah. yeah, it's not like big known comics. And so at the end of it, what what would you win if you win the finals? Two of... grand, I believe. Okay, but the judges from the semifinals on are all like talent managers and agents. That's more what I was so getting that's at. Yeah. more what I care about. It's right. almost like I'd rather just showcase in front of them, like winning the money or winning the title would be cool. Yeah. But to get representation and then to well, I get think, money and work later would be even cooler. I think the two grand over the course of six months ought to cover just about everything for you. So, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm basically financially set. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, I assume that it would be something like that. So then, okay, so the representation and the people that can kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Can out. pull some strings and things yeah. like that. I mean, Louis is also helping on that front right now with me. He's, yeah. you know, talking to his manager and stuff and seeing what we can do for me. Because obviously his manager isn't looking to represent me. <laughs> oh, what? Oh. Because <laughs> yeah, of the level of talent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. He's I, like, oh. I'm sure there's somebody new in his office, though. And that's what we're kind of yeah. working on. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and, I, and I just think, like, because um, you could, like, so, so I'll say, like, you know, it, I I feel like when Louis was coming up, and like you know the Seinfelds and all the people that are like, and he might even, he's before that, but but uh, right, like he's he's before Seinfeld, like uh, mid eighties, so right about yeah, the same time. Okay, around that time. Yeah, like I feel like the the you know the goal was okay. I'm a stand up comedian. I'm hilarious. I'll get my special, but then I also want to get my sitcom. Yeah, and the goal wanna, was Carson. Yeah, yeah. The goal was you got on Carson, yeah, and then if you got exactly. invited to the couch, yeah, you're. You're, you're done. set. Yeah. yeah. And Louis, one of the greatest Carsons of all time. That's, right. That's a very known that's thing. He why. had one of the best sets. He got <laughs> yeah. invited to the couch multiple times. Yeah. And he, to he told me, he's like, yeah, I woke up to 15 voicemails oh, after well. Carson. He's like, yeah. my career was set yeah. that next morning. Man, that's incredible. And that, that doesn't exist anymore. I was going to ask that. Like, is, is there anything that's the equivalent of that nowadays that, that like could kind of set something I like mean, is it is it like the like uh, montreal yeah montreal if you do well there they can kind of set you up but like even if you did like a conan and stuff it doesn't hold the same weight right yeah and okay and then you were saying like netflix because i mean it seems like a lot of people get specials the netflix like 15 minutes and stuff i think that could oh, set you up yeah, yeah, yeah. i think okay. that would put you in a pretty good spot but i'm not quite sure on those people either yeah i know okay. they're doing well but yeah. how well are they doing yeah, you mean the people that get into those? Yeah, the fifteen-minute yeah. spots, okay. like the half-hour spots, are already very established comics, and right. the hours are obviously the killers right yeah. now. Right, and and what to catch a rising star was a big thing. Yes, back then. that was back then. Yeah, because that's what Ellen was on, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Um, okay, and so, so I mean, that that what's that show that was um, last comic standing? That that doesn't. That's exist not, anymore? It doesn't exist anymore. Okay. Because that kind of sort of had a vibe. It like had a that. lot of good pull. I have yeah. a friend who was one of the finalists, and she's Andy Erickson. She's doing fantastic. She's traveling the country. She's yeah a very popular comic, and that was all from Last Comic Standing. And oh, so yeah. So that helps, but that show doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I, got, I had a network audition with um, America's Got Talent. Oh, okay. And I... Um, I'm going to let you guys in, podcast listeners. Uh, those shows are rigged. Oh, really? <laughs> they, I don't believe you. They found me on YouTube, and they had me come out to Chicago. Uh-huh. And then they listened to my stand-up. They loved it. And then I didn't have a story sellable enough. 
Oh. Because nothing bad happened to me yet. Well, I was talking to you earlier about yeah. some things. Well, like, yeah. Well, the, yeah, the shitty yeah. part is, is like I, I was like, I'm in debt, and I had a single mom, and my dad's an alcoholic, and I didn't have a dad. And they're like, yeah, so does uh, all of America. <laughs> and then a year well, and a half later, I had all this medical stuff happen. Yeah. <laughs> where I almost died touring, and all this stuff happened, and then um, I tried to reach out to him this year. Oh. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So you're like, look. But I was like, oh. I was like in the hospital. I'm like, oh, this would only happen a year ago. And they're like, you're going to die. And I'm like, can you call America's Got Talent and tell them that? That's hilarious. Yeah. Just let them know I am yeah. finally ready. Yeah. That was that's how I kept the hospital light. My, my girlfriend is just so scared. Her boyfriend's going to pass away. Checked myself out of the ER to go do some shows. And I'm like. But wouldn't this be cool if this happened a year ago? Yeah. <laughs> I could have told America's Got Talent this. Yeah. She's like, oh my God. She's like, shut up. She's like, I'm going to have to real. bury my boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. And all you can think about is getting a three minute spot on a yeah. network game show. Yeah, yeah. There's something that's not even a focus on, yeah. on comedy. You should be focused on getting better. And he's yes. like, but we could probably call them, right? <laughs> but I'm just, I listen, I have a hunch. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't kill this for me. I'm, you know, I have a chance. I'm just talking to the doctor. I'm like, but where's the bit in all this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My well, notebook that, that's the funniest part, I think, about comedians. Like, because you guys are thinking that way when tragedy is striking. Oh, gosh. And I, I, mean, I talk a lot about my surgeries and my, yeah. my near death and stuff now on stage. And it's like, it's so personal. And it was so scary when it happened. And now I'm like, <laughs> yeah. isn't it funny, guys? <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, Ugh. but you find the funny in it, and you I think, do, yeah, yeah, and I think that's what's what's incredible about comedians is is that you guys like can poke fun at those really dark, trying times in life, and that and we all go through them. So w how you know nice it is to have somebody be able to kind of lighten that up for you. Yeah, and you know? I, and I think that's a it's a good coping mechanism. It's probably I probably use it too much. Like my dad was in the hospital. He. There was like a great chance he wouldn't make it. And me and my brother are throwing things at each other's dicks <laughs> and wrestling and just having a ball. Yeah, and yeah. Like, my extended family is like, this is the most serious time. And we're like, we're having fun. Yeah, they're like, what's wrong with those And it's two? like, and my girlfriend's like, oh, he doesn't know how to cope with tragedy. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the only Man. way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm crying inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but I'm dancing on. For me and my brother <laughs> yeah. to pinch each other in the nipple. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's true. I, I it brought up that bit. I was thinking of that bit that uh that Richard Pryor had when after he like caught on fire yeah, free base. And it's like the match. He's like, What's this? And he lights the thing run, uh, Richard, Richard Pryor <laughs> running down the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that you shouldn't talk about. Like, if you told somebody the, the, like, dry story, they're like, you shouldn't tell people that. But if you tell them that, like, in that sense, they're like, you should tell everyone that. Yeah, 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 because it's hilarious. It is. Um, but, man, it's so good. And how about, like, how do you feel? I mean, you work pretty clean. Like yeah. you said, you can work dirty, but, but you work pretty clean. Like, how does it affect you now, like, in, in this time where everything is very PC, it's touch and go, and if, if you stumble upon the wrong thing, you might kind of get painted as somebody that's this awful person. I mean, personally, I think, you know, and I'm not here to defend people that do 
terrible things or say things that are just insensitive. But but at the same time, I think comedians need to walk that line and test that boundary. And also, just because you say something like that or, or feel like that for the moment doesn't make you this awful and sensitive person. It's that you're finding the humor in this awful stuff. That's yeah. what I feel like. But I wonder how like a comedian like yourself would, would feel about I, that. I feel that everything is too a little too under the microscope. I mean the the recent Louis things, I think I think that's a time and a place thing. Louis joked about things really before making a full comeback. Like I really I really get why Louis's getting put on the cross. But well, like what the, what is his his stuff he right now? Made he came back, came back, still hasn't apologized for all the terrible things he did. Um, came back and then started making fun of, I believe it was the Sandy Hook shooting. Okay. Or one of the, the school shootings. Yeah. And making fun of the kids. And it was like, it just didn't go. It wasn't funny. It's, okay. I didn't listen to the bit, but from what I read is it wasn't funny. A lot of people are still sticking up for him. Because comics should be able to say what they want. But I think right. because it's Louie and he's in this weird world of his comeback not really being the appropriate way that obviously the media wants it. They want the full apology and everything. Yeah. And he keeps just trying to do stand up and saying terrible things. Right. It's kind of like, just apologize and then light into it. But well, like, so it, that's, that's not a, a defense, but like the Kevin Hart stuff. Right. He's definitely grown past that. Well, I mean, I think he answered it perfectly. I think yeah. he, he said, he said, listen, if I haven't evolved since that time, then, you know, I'm not growing as a person. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but. Yeah. But yeah. He's like, I, I have programs in place in my charities that help the LGB community and things like that. I made a right. joke in 2011. He's like, if I'm still the same person from 2011, by all means, you guys should hang me on the cross, but I'm definitely not. Right. And I, like, I'm definitely so much of a it. better person. And it, it's like. And that's why they don't have a host for the Oscars. Yeah. Because nobody wants to do it because everybody said one terrible thing one time in their life. And most celebrities, that terrible thing is on tape somewhere. Yeah. And they know it'll get dug up. Which is crazy to me. And not to get into this because I obviously hate this topic. But, like, you are now, as a comedian, being judged as if you're running for office. Yeah. But the person who's in office says the most awful, terrible things and does some awful, terrible things, and that's okay. But but as a comedian, you're not allowed to do it. Yeah, and we're not in charge of anything. What? We're our own business with one employee. Right. He's in charge of literally everyone. Right, and and that's and that's just a whole nother thing. That's but it's so just weird, but yeah. but it's just crazy that comedians are being put on that. Uh, you know, I'll say, I don't know if it's pedestal or if it's a cross. Yeah. You know, like, it, it, but it's saying like you shouldn't be put in that light that you are that responsible because your your you know your words are going to affect everything to that degree. I think if you can't you know poke fun at some of this this you know serious sensitive stuff, then what you know then you give more power to those issues. Yeah. And, you know, you got to be able to lighten it up. You do. And yeah, like I, I, when, you know, when some of like, I, you know, like when Ryan, my buddy Ryan Dunn died, you know, we were there and we were saying the most morbid, awful shit, but it's what got us laughing again in the, in the wake of, of that traumatic and that's situation. What you have to, I mean, I've yeah. been in situations like that. Uh, my roommate passed away kind of under the same circumstances as your buddy Ryan. Yeah. And we had everybody at the house. I, I moved out, but his roommate who took over my spot had everybody at the house and it was the funniest we've all ever been. Yeah. 
because that's what it is. It's therapeutic to yeah. do that. And and especially you guys and us as all comedians and you guys were uh, almost a sketch comedy group in your own right. So like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's in, how you want to in, yeah, sure. in a way <laughs> in some weird demented yeah. way. Some weird demented <laughs> way. You guys if you look you up on IMDb genre is comedy. So like yeah, yeah. you guys all got to have fun and talk about the memories that were fun. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm sure you guys with Ryan were very serious at times, but why talk about that? Yeah. Talk about the blast time. The funny stuff. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And, and that gets everybody in a in a good place. Yeah, and so I don't know. I mean, it just seems dangerous when you're in a place now where you're just everybody's under a microscope. The comedians are under that. And and that I think is what's the most important right now is being able to be funny, especially when it's this tense and yeah. you know. And that's but, that's kinda what the world needs and everybody now has like a different view view of what funny is and that's great everybody has their own style of humor and there's so much comedy out there that they can find that comedy for themselves right but why ruin what other people like right just don't watch it don't give it power exactly it's like the whole thing if you hate kevin hart for what he said there's don't 300 other specials on netflix yeah and that and that's it's as simple as that because everybody's affected well not everybody but people that are that are are, are kind of you know um waving the flags and, and and saying there's an issue it's like you're so important that because you're affected by this thing now it has to be shut down for everybody i yeah. think that yeah there there is some level of if you don't agree with it don't watch it if you're not into it don't watch it you can't police the whole world of of the mind because it's like yeah you can you know the team america world police like yeah you can't do that around the world like that but you also can't do that with with freedom of speech because you're now you're trying to also like you know push everything into a box that works for the, for the certain core group of people but what about the people that are struggling and you know that comedy is making fun of something morbid or dark like that that's what they're into is that what help them yeah. kind of you know feel better and 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 start working towards you know getting out of a depression or or working through the things that they're doing like what about those people now they're just by the wayside because someone else couldn't take it and just just let it go well, yeah let it let it be but i don't know it that it seems crazy to me and 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 i i hesitate to even throw my hat in that uh, you know, and that argument. Think about because... that, though. Think about that. Would CKY exist today? Hell no. The shit you guys did. <laughs> no, it, I mean it just wouldn't. You, you and done butt fucked each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. How mad people would be? We, yes. Because they're both heterosexual, <laughs> having the most gay face. There, it was Did you see that recently? Called... Darren Chris came out and said he wasn't going to play gay people anymore because he felt it was called gay face. Gay face? You know who Darren Chris is, right? He was on Glee, and then he did um, The Assassination of Giovanni Versace. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But he's played gay characters most of his career. Okay. Not gay. And he's like, he apologized. So he's doing gay face? That's what he that's considered what, it? That's, what, that's not what he considered, and I'm sure somebody called it that. And oh, Lord. He made a career out of playing gay so people. You, not being gay, I'm sure it wasn't his first choice to be like, hey, I'm going to stop doing this. But I read an article, and I'm like, why? He's a great actor. Right. And, and no, Tom now, Hanks ain't going to be done playing astronauts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's never been to space. <laughs> well, I, I feel like, oh, my God, that's crazy. Like, you're, we're getting to a place of, like, you can no longer be an actor? Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's like, acting. That, yeah, that is acting, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, I understand the blackface thing yeah, because that's, that's terrible. awful. Yeah. But, you know, I don't even know if I grasp the concept of gay face. Neither it's do like, I, what? but I read an article about it and I was like, what? Death of Giovanni Versace was my favorite show last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're like, that That wouldn't have been made. If, no, uh, that would yeah. have ruined countless Tuesday nights with my fiance. Yes. You're like, don't take this away from me. Yeah. The guy's just a good actor. Yeah. He didn't mean anything by it. It's not trying to offend. He shot Versace. He also yeah. has never murdered anybody, but yet he murdered five people in this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he better stop because he's probably going to end up murdering somebody if you he know keeps what? acting Shouldn't like that. You know what? Shouldn't be having murder face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, murder face. You go get there. an inmate who's murdered five people. <laughs> the only person who can play that role. Yeah. <laughs> oh man that's like i feel like where it's going to get to if it's, you it's getting to you know yeah. and so, i'm on the side of some of it but there's it just yeah. the snowball effect is like yeah. i get like the small things like like blackface is terrible or like things yeah like that. but that's something that but they that, actually did back yeah. in old hollywood with, yeah instead of hiring black actors yeah. that's that awful horrible yes but like but they weren't like, no, we're not hiring these gay people. They're just like, oh, Darren Chris nailed this. Yeah. They're like, sorry, man. He crushed it. Look at his right. audition tape. Tell me you did better than that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Didn't. Yeah, you didn't. I'll be the first one to tell you. <laughs> yeah. As the director, yeah. nope. You didn't do it. As this director, guy there's did. five other people who would have got this yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, that that's such a hard thing. So, so that's the final. There's no host for the Oscar for no. sure. No. You, have you read the news today, what they're going to try to do? No. They're trying to get the Avengers to piggyback it. So, what do you mean? They're going to... You know, the, all, all the, the Avengers? Cast is yep, gonna, they're going to have... Whoop, yep, they're the going to have... Yep, the next, the next, the next. They're going to have, oh, you know... Oh, man. <laughs> Robert and Downey Jr. will come up for, to bring two people out, and then and Mark is, Ruffalo will bring two people out, and then... That's so crazy. So, is that because somehow the cast of the Avengers is contract, contractually obligated to do this? There, there has to be a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't think they've asked a hundred other people if they want to host the Oscars? And they're probably all like, no. I'm good. I'm good yeah, here. I'm good. I said something well, in 2009 on Twitter. Yeah. That said this restaurant sucks. So yeah, get blown up for that. Yeah. <laughs> I got diarrhea, and yeah. apparently that's illegal. Yeah. Of course, Outback Steakhouse <laughs> isn't going to stand for this, and they advertised through the show. So, dude, oh man, because I do. I remember when when Kevin Hart like. He got it, and then it was gone, and I was like, wait, what? I thought Kevin Hart was the host, and I didn't know, so then I had to go look and see what yeah. the issue was. And, it's and like, the issue oh, was man. He, he said he grew as a person, but he said he wasn't going to apologize. Right. He's like, I said it. I was, I was a newer – not newer comic, but I, it was at that point in my career, and yeah. I said it. I'm well, not going to take it back. Yeah. But... You, know, you know what I would love to understand from a comedian is, is like in that thing, do, are you – do you subscribe to that same newsletter of never apologize? Um, me personally? Yeah. I'm a pussy. Yeah, so you'd I'm, be like, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I just uh, wanted to hold that golden bald man. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I'm, it's I'm a, I didn't up. mean it was a man because we don't know if it was yeah, a man. I'm, I'm sorry. Right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's because of anxiety <laughs> and my fear of making people hate me. Yeah. I don't want anybody to dislike me, so if somebody's upset, I will definitely say I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely in my set, 
uh, back in the day when I had an Indian girlfriend, I definitely had some semi-offensive Hindu jokes that an Indian comic told me were semi-offensive. He told me they just weren't funny. Oh, yeah. But that also hurt and that's what, And then I stopped telling him. <laughs> that's what was offensive about and it. And then later he told me funny. he was drunk when he told me that. Yeah. <laughs> and he was sorry. Yeah. And then I was like, what? I could have kept doing those bits. He goes, yeah, those bits are fun. Yeah. Like, you told me and you seemed offended, so stop doing them. Yeah. And he's well, like, oh, no, man, I was fucked up. <laughs> well, I wonder. Yeah, that is funny. Like, I wonder um, with the idea of having a little bit of a pass. I don't know that you do. Okay. Being white man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everything's been great. They are, the history of our people have done some awful fucking the things. The worst um, things. But I wonder, like, when you have an Indian girlfriend, you kind of get a little bit more of a pass to talk about that because you understand the culture because that's what, you know, my wife is Indian as well. And, yeah. And so then you understand, like, that you world a little see bit. see things through a different light. Like, right. You've obviously probably, and especially, like, being from Pennsylvania, and this happened in small town Wisconsin, too. Like, you see some shit. Yeah. Like, we, right. we were in a small town Wisconsin in my grandma's town, and we, like, took over this bar. Because, like, it's a small town, and there's, yeah. like, ten of us there. Right. So we went into the bar, and my girlfriend and my cousin showed up later. And um, we are all offered our second drink before she was offered a drink. Oh, man. And I was like, you need to go get the manager. Yeah. And he's like, for what? And I go, you know exactly why you have to go get the manager. And he knew? And he walked and in the he back, just... he got the manager, and the manager came out. And before he turned the corner, he saw something, and he said, I'm very sorry. Oh, God. And bought her whole tab. Seven of us were bartenders. He would have made more money than he's ever made in his entire life. Yeah. Because we all tip big and we all drink heavy. Yeah. And, and it would have been the easiest thing. She also was a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> who was paying my part of the drinking bill. Yeah. So, like, yeah. we had and, money to blow in a small town where drinks are half the price that we're used to paying for. Yeah. I know. He, that's horrible. He could have struck gold. Yeah. And then now this manager has to come... $150 at $3 a drink Yeah, because this guy refused to serve a Middle Eastern girl. Yeah, some racist waiter. But but I, but I think, you know, like, yeah, that exists for sure in small towns yeah. um, and, and everywhere, though. I mean, everywhere. But, I, but I, I guess what I was getting at is that for some reason, like, you as a comedian dating, you know, Indian girl, you kind of get a little bit more of leniency on joking about the Indian culture. Yeah, because... I, but I, I'm doing it from my point of view. If I right. was doing it straight from like a historical standard, yeah. like now I'm taking the Indian population on my back, right? super fucked up. Yeah, not But good. if I'm like, here's my experiences like with her brother having an arranged marriage, me being white now, the only white person in a family of Indian right. people, my experiences, you can't take that away from me. I, I fully have the right to talk about it right? because they're my experiences. I'm not making them up. I get if I made the whole story up. Be yeah. mad as hell. Yeah. But look, this is what's actually happening to me, and I'm telling you guys a story from my point of view. It's my life. Right. And, and that's where I think, like, okay, you have that. So now the guy tells you that the jokes weren't funny. You stopped doing them. But you are not dating her anymore. So if you were to continue those, that's what I wondered. If you were to continue those jokes th- later on in your life while you're not with that person anymore, now it's starting to get— They get, don't go over yeah, I've exactly. tried because I've tried to do it on the back end, like because the reason we ultimately broke up was because I was white and yeah. my parents just weren't having it, and it just turned into a big thing. Especially yeah. when you start talking about having a family and things like that, yeah. and you know, wanting your parents' love and wanting to be in a family. And I've tried to talk about that, but being a white male, 
talking about yeah. uh, slight hardship, people do not like it. Oh, no, yeah. No. They're like, oh, yeah, well, just get another girlfriend, fucko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, all right. They're like, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Family yeah. does hate you. Yeah. Because of all the shit white people did to her family. <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah. They got a point. <laughs> they do have a point. <laughs> yeah. We've all seen Gandhi. Yeah, yeah. And Kingsley. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man uh, so yeah. yeah so that i mean it's crazy and, and i think um you know that that kind of brings up just a lot of good points about like wh- what you're able to talk about and, and that, that's where i learned the line yeah in all honesty of my stand-up is i was like like i was telling a lot of people the breakup story and a lot of people were like this is so funny yeah and then i was like well obviously uh, i'm gonna do it yeah and then I went up and did it the same way, and the crowd was like, "This is not funny." Yeah, and I was like, "The comics, good. we all loved it." They no, we were no. having so much fun with this <laughs> terrible thing that happened. The only person in the audience is laughing is that racist guy that wouldn't serve her the drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, "Finally, they broke up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's just crazy, and it's sad that that the world is still that way. And I think a lot of people want to deny that that stuff exists, but it absolutely exists. They want it, but it does. And it, I mean, it, it, in the bigger cities, like we live in LA now, and it's super fine. With whatever but like this right. is a very small portion of this country it is pretty diverse in the city like you yeah know, so it's, we did yeah. elect a game show host yeah as yeah president yeah. all those people still aren't serving yeah a Middle Eastern person is right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. whoops. Yeah. But, um, but so, all right. So then, uh, so we were talking a little bit about like some of the, some of the, uh, shows you have coming up. Yeah. Um, and, and which ones you, what do you got, um, that we can do that you say the 19th, your January 19th, Bilboa Theater in San Diego, and then Flappers Comedy Club February 6th. Okay. In Burbank, California. You say six. Oh. <laughs> oh, I think you were doing that on purpose. No. Nope. <laughs> that was just that, that. is my lisp, Chris. <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to joke about that because I don't know about it because I don't have one. You can so, joke. Oh, I'm not allowed. You're not allowed. <laughs> I don't that have the true. experience. Is, we just went over that. It is very offensive <laughs> to me and my people. All right. So most likely if you're in L.A., uh, Flappers on yep. the 6th of February yeah, is going to be the show. Yeah, vote for me. Yeah, vote for Josh. Josh Floor Hog and dude, funny stuff. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on the Bathroom Break podcast. And uh, what's your what's your Instagram? Uh, J Floor Hog Comedy. No, oh, there yeah. it is. You it, should put that in writing. Yeah, you'll see it somewhere. Chris <laughs> yeah. will put it in there. Yeah, I'll put it in writing. I'll put it on the thing. Yeah, but, but plugging that. Do you have uh, any YouTube stuff or any like other skits or anything? I, that... Yeah, uh, J Floor Hog Comedy on all social media. I keep everything. Solid. So J Flora okay. Comedy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, okay. Snapchat. You can find me anywhere. And you have a website too yep. with that? JFloraComedy.com. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, brother. Hell yeah. Cool. Later.